0: Depression is a motherfucker. But there is help out there. I urge you that if you are depressed and have thoughts of suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And if that's not there, I'd also like to support the Trevor Foundation. You can find them at trevorfoundation.org. This is Nicholas Dye from Nowhere, California and the Ectopod. Remember, there is help out there. And you are not alone.
1: You are now entering Nowhere California. If you love what you hear, you can find us on your favorite podcast search engines and subscribe. And also, if you don't mind, leave us a like or a review. And if hearing us is not enough, you can always get your Nowhere California fix by going to NowhereCalifornia.com. And you can send your thoughts, ideas, or some random bullshit to our email, which is Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Don't forget, we are Nowhere California. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere, since 2011. This is Josh.
0: This is Nick.
1: And welcome to Nowhere California. We're on Zoom.
0: We're Zooming.
1: Yep. I feel Scheduling like it's a very and, old
0: person thing to say.
1: Yeah. Scheduling and whatnot. Uh, we, this is the only way we can get another episode in April. Hopefully... I didn't you know, know what, though?
0: I love that we have this at our disposal. This is one of the one of the uh, magical things that came out of uh, quarantine and, and COVID and being locked down. Yeah. That uh, somebody came out with a, a decent way for us to connect and all chat with one another. So. Well,
1: well the funny thing is uh, Zoom's been around since 2015. Now I just feel dumb. Now, oh no, I I, no! Like I was having a conversation with somebody about like, is Zoom new or what? And we looked at it. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> it's been around for a while.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. I I, I think it just kind of really boomed once we hit the pandemic. Exactly. So, yeah, that's and the best uh, one that works. <laughs> the more I feel like this should where, where we insert the sound effect, the, the more you know the doo doo. Yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Well, um, before we jump into what we're gonna do for this episode, there is some kind of a more you know thing that I really wanna Let you know, a really cool moment I saw in an interview with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Sandra Bullock doing the press rounds for Lost City.
0: Which was an amazing movie, by the way. So go see that. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, amazing movie. Uh, The person that was interviewing Daniel and Sandra Bullock asked, what was your favorite gift you received during a movie? And Daniel, being the gentleman he is, let uh, Sandra Bullock go first. And she gave the usual answer of like, oh, the memories were awesome and everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Daniel kind of sat there with his look on his face like, oh, shit. And Sandra Bullock noticed it. And she's like, why? What what were you going to see? And he's like, well, you went with the sentimental, the nice answer and everything. And I I, I kind of went with the, I was going to go with kind of a selfish answer. And she's like, what was, what was your answer going to be? He's like, well, I just finished the Weird Al movie just recently. And Just the other day, I got in the mail one of Al's personal accordions from his collection. Holy crap. That was Sandra Bullock's reaction. She was
0: like, oh, wow, you just taught me in spades. (laughs) That's amazing, because for those of you who aren't in the know, as far as Weird Al goes, we know he plays his accordion and stuff like that. But it goes back to his grandfather, um, who was as far as polka music is concerned is kind of a legend. Oh yeah. And that's where he, he came up learning how to play the accordion. Yep. So um, which is also where we get a lot of our, you know, like polka, your you know, polka, your eyes out and things like that. <laughs> so his
1: has variations and everything. And happily I can say this coming up June, I will be going to Bakersfield for the uh, self and the return of the, the Unwanted Return of the Self-Indulgent Tour of Weird Al. Is that what they're calling it? I butchered the name. It's a long-ass name, but it's basically, he's doing no parodies. It's all original Weird Al songs.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I love his his original stuff. There's oh, yeah. one off of, uh, I want to say it's Alapalooza. And I think it's called Frank's 2000-inch TV.
1: Oh, classic song. I love one that song. Of my
0: favorite songs There's ever. There's so
1: many of them. There's You Don't Love Me Anymore. There's. Christmas
0: at Ground Zero.
1: Albuquerque. Yeah. Uh, just so many of them. And do you remember who the opening act's gonna be?
0: Oh uh you told me that it's um um, um, um tiptoe to the tulips. No,
1: no, he's What's dead.
0: Yeah, I know he's dead. Uh Emo fucking Phillips. That's right, Emo Phillips. I love him so much. That's that's so funny that you that you're gonna get to see him uh, alongside. Well, I hope they do something together. Oh, I um, hope I'm so almost, too. Yeah, I'm almost as sure they will, but uh, hell, even reenact this
1: scene from UHF where Emo chops off his finger.
0: <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah! Oh my god, that's so funny! Yeah, that's gonna be an amazing show. Um, I'm
1: so glad I'm gonna be able to go. I was kind of worried with the new job and everything, but I got the time off with no issue.
0: Um, I'm going to see uh, Motley Crue Poison, Joan Jett, and the Black Hearts, and Def Leppard, aka the. Uh, we had to take time off for pandemic, also known as Motley Crew was too fat to tour, so they had to. Sleep. <laughs> so yeah. that's uh, it's a little long winded as well, but uh, it's not nearly as cool as Weird Al.
1: <laughs> but um, this is for a different episode and everything. But uh, there is a very cool Joan Jet story in uh, the Dave Grohl book, uh, The Storyteller.
0: Oh, see, and I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna download the audiobook so I Do can it. It's gonna work. Do um, it. Every single. Um, autobiographical book that you've given me so far, I have just loved. So yeah, I will one hundred percent check that out.
1: Yeah. So with that uh, cold opening banter out of the way, it's time to. Since we're doing the whole Zoom thing, I figured we might as well do a list. Okay. And this is a list that it took a while to find, but when I found this one, oh, it it, it jumped out and screamed nowhere.
0: When you when you gave me when you sent me the uh, the screenshot of this list. There were so many things that immediately popped to mind and I'm hoping at least one of them is going to be on there. So uh, go ahead and why don't you introduce what what our topic is today.
1: The list is the 33 worst, most cringeworthy lines in the history of movies.
0: Oh God, that's a vast list. And I, I truly hope that this list does like we do with our whys. Yeah. Where it was something that intended to take itself seriously but just ended up like shit in the bed. <laughs> so
1: well, I'll have you rethink that thought after this first line. Okay. The first one comes from Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh. <laughs> me it's minute. a line between Agent Sands and Kirby. I'm uh-huh. probably butchering the name. Agent Sands played by Johnny Depp Johnny and Depp. Kirby played by Danny Trejo. Yep. The line is are you a Mexican or a Mexicant? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is such a cheesy line and I guarantee you Tarantino wrote it. I know, I know Robert Rodriguez was the one who, uh, I believe yeah, he directed that one, correct? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they, they work so closely together and that sounds like such a Tarantino line. <laughs> I, that's, oh my God.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll throw this out right now. Like we did say, there's going to be 33 lines, depending on timing and everything. We may get through all 33. We may not. So if if you were listening and you count, like that was only 15. Time, people.
0: Yeah, mind your damn business. All right, we're yeah. trying to conduct a, a podcast here. I'm just yeah. kidding. Please listen in, folks.
1: Next one is Twilight. Oh, like,
0: is it the Hang On Tight, Spider Monkey?
1: That may eventually show up on the list, but this one is a line between Edward and Bella. And Edward says, Your scent, it's like a drug to me. You're like my own personal brand of heroin. Jesus
0: Christ. That movie is a cornucopia of cheesy, like just the cheesiest teen tropes ever.
1: But like Laura I said,
0: loves those, and I can't stand those movies. <laughs>
1: Well, like I said, uh, this isn't the only time Twilight is going to be on the list.
0: Oh, that's fabulous. I'm so excited for that.
1: But the next one up is The Notebook.
0: Oh, what? Okay. I, now, listen, judge me if you will. I love that movie. So <laughs> it's just because the performance is in that. Rachel McAdams is fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, so wh- who, who delivers this one?
1: Um, it is Noah talking to Allie, Mm -hmm. and he says, if you're a bird, I'm a bird.
0: (laughs) I remember this line. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, yeah, that's, holy crap. Yeah, Yeah. these are good. I like these so far.
1: Well, I I didn't mention where this list came from. It is a BuzzFeed list. It looks like it's, like, user-submitted lines, so it's not just one dude sitting down away lines it's a, it's user submitted
0: okay so we don't have like some some douchebag just by himself you know it's like i hated this movie so here's this laugh yeah okay good so
1: it, as you uh were reminiscing about twilight earlier of how horrible that movie is and it's not the only time we're going to see twilight on the list. here's another one that has some multiple entries on here <laughs> 50 shades of gray
0: Oh, 100%. Now, I've never seen any of these, but I could guarantee you, this is the twilight of sexy books. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not a bit surprised that this is on this list.
1: So this is a line Anastasia, when Anastasia asked this very important question, it's just behind this door. What is my playroom? Like your Xbox and stuff?
0: that's right they tried to play up how naive she was like oh what yeah what do you mean no no it's a sex dungeon you fucking fruitcake that's <laughs> that's probably awesome. been
1: a better movie if it was a gaming room
0: oh uh, that would have been hilarious why nobody's parody that would be oh god is beyond me but that would have been hilarious open it up and he's like shit how did you know
1: fuck that copyright Nowhere, california we'll do that later
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right trademark pending
1: next up is the movie tall girl so kind of a streaming movie
0: and okay this is the this is the one about the the really tall high school girl right or college yeah yeah okay
1: okay here's the line from tall girl here it is it's you think your life is hard i'm a high school junior wearing size 13 nikes men's size 13 nikes beat that
0: see now uh, that's not that bad of a line I know, I'd have to know what context that was in. I think I'm probably gonna have to watch sit down and watch that one. Well, because... it's probably
1: more likely like at the beginning of the movie, or just something where she's explaining why she like may a... be quiet or kind of antisocial. It's like,
0: right? Like I'm a she's a uh... big girl.
1: I'm a tall yeah. girl.
0: Like it's a voiceover type thing where she's kind of given a background on her life or something like that.
1: Exactly. So
0: okay. I kind of skimmed
1: this earlier. There's a couple of them. I'm probably gonna be like defending and whatnot so we'll we'll cross those
0: bridges okay i like that one that one because that seems listen i we, we've got some pretty tall kids at our school but i if i remember correctly this girl's like six four oh Jeez. i was wearing
1: size 13 shoes in middle school
0: yeah but the, the so this i it doesn't seem like it's in context to because she is i've i've seen this girl i've seen her interviewed and she's gigantic yeah so like we said
1: it's probably a voiceover or something right but this next line, I am not defending because it's a horrible, horrible fucking line. It's from Notting Hill.
0: Oh my god, I love this movie too. Go. Ahead. Oh, is this the, it, I'm just a boy? You're close.
1: I, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her.
0: It's, that is the most iconic line in that movie for most people. That's kind of like the oh, romantic catchphrase. But it yeah. is, it's because I, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, but if I remember correctly, Hugh Grant says something like that to her as well. Or maybe at he the end. It, yeah, he says it later to her. But his yeah. is because, and I'm not taking anything away from Julie Roberts, but Hugh Grant, his delivery is so perfect and so well done um, that it, it's just, you kind of, oh, that's so sweet. So maybe that's why I, I had said, I, you know, I'm just a boy standing there. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, because it is. It is. <laughs> you may not defend that one. I might defend that one a little bit. And that's just because I love that movie.
1: It's- oh, no, the movie's good and everything. But there's just some lines in romantic comedies where it's like, oh,
0: shit. Oh, 100%. Listen, I love the movie Serendipity. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now, there's a couple of lines in there where I'm like, uh, Molly Shannon drops a few. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. It's very Molly Shannon-y, and, <laughs> uh, and, and in some cases, it's perfect, but in this, like in a serious kind of setting, uh, it, alongside like Kate Beckinsale, it just didn't seem to hit the mark. So I, I don't blame people for this one.
1: All right, next up is a line from Jennifer's Body.
0: Uh, that was with... Megan um, Fox. Yes, Megan Fox, and it was Writh, the, like... Written Suda by horror, Diablo which, Cody. Yeah, it was the, the horror film, right?
1: Yeah. This okay. is when Jennifer asks Needy and Chip this important question. It smells like Thai food in here. Have you guys been fucking? <laughs> what? Yeah,
0: that's fucking weird.
1: Yeah, this uh, weird fucking line. Diablo Cody though, so
0: she's quirky. She is, but I mean, even still, uh, that's that's a little that's a little fucking that's odd and maybe even slightly racist. Anyway.
1: Yeah. This next one, I'm going to let you guess because it's a Star Wars line. Oh, no. Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones.
0: Oh, you're throwing a hint at me here and I'm going to fucking whiff this one. Watch. You already Uh, have. Let me see. Yeah, I have. I have on this one. Go for it. Just give it to me. I don't
1: like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere but not like you you're everything's soft and smooth
0: it is the worst cringiest flirting shit between anakin and fucking padme and how how natalie portman and god love it i understand that we're getting hayden christensen back for you know uh, obi-wan <clears throat> or for kenobi i mean um but for god's sakes how she didn't just go no kill me now i'm not gonna do the third film oh. uh fuck it and and i understand he was new he just he had that look about him where he could be dreamy but at the same time just be maniacal but his transition from one to the other from from one scene to another is really fucking their whole courtship is cringy as fuck so (laughs) but you have to remember and and i'm so sorry george lucas that you're never going to hear this but in case you do the you're the same dude who gave us the whole darth vader frankenstein no moment at the end of the third film so dude uh, george is an
1: avid listener he's gonna hear this
0: that's fair god damn it. <laughs> I'm so sorry sir please please <laughs> please allow me to be a star wars fan after this
1: <laughs> up next is one you talked about earlier it is the spider monkey line from twilight
0: Oh Jesus! You Christ. better hold
1: on tight, Spider Monkey.
0: Yeah, hold on tight, Spider Monkey. This is before they go jumping through the fucking trees in the beginning of that film. Yeah. Uh, well, right after she figures out what he is, because that's another cringy moment when she's just like, he he makes her say it. And they they reveal to you in the books, I guess, uh, it was what Laura was telling me is is that they they reveal to you that they're not allowed to say that they are vampires, but if somebody knows or correctly guesses um and they're not a threat or anything like that then then it's okay for them to know so that that whole fucking sequence <laughs> so it's, it's
1: kind of a glittery version of let the right one in
0: <laughs> oh yeah yes it's exactly what that is that's oh, exactly what that is
1: Okay, up next is uh, entry from Harry Potter. Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets.
0: Shut the fuck up. Is it the... Oh, no. not that. Okay, that would be Goblet of Fire. Chamber of Secrets.
1: It's between uh, Draco and Harry.
0: This has got to be at Flourish and Blotts, maybe.
1: What's the line? It is Draco saying, scared Potter, and Harry says, you wish. Not really a horrible line, but not really even like a or shaking nope. line either. No,
0: it's it's not, but it's very much a uh Chamber of Secrets is when they're gonna okay. So this is during the dueling club scene. Yeah. Um, with Gilderoy Lockhart and Professor Snape kind of overseeing things. Snape chooses Malfoy. Um Gilderoy Lockhart calls up Harry. So they're like, ooh, here's the big rival between the two of them. And uh I you know what for for the second entry into this series, that's not that's really not that cringy of a line. Yeah, He's only that about 14 in this one. Yeah. And that's, I'll defend the shit out of that one. That's not even, see, that's not even on the X-Men level where the, you know, what happens to a Toad when it gets electrocuted?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Same thing that happens to everything else. That's what I was expecting on this <laughs> list. But... um yeah, that's not a very cringy line at all. That's that's really the two of them showing their disgust for one another and Draco trying to be all, uh, you know, like elitist shitty about everything. So I, I, I call bullshit on this one.
1: Well, we're about to jump the cringy shark with the next one.
0: Fuck yes. I'm so excited.
1: It's from Nicolas Cage.
0: <laughs> of course it is.
1: And the movie is City of Angels.
0: Really? This is the one we're going to go after? Yeah. Okay. What's the line?
1: Meg Ryan says, "You don't know what a pear tastes like," and then Nicolas Cage says, "I don't know what a pear tastes like to you."
0: No, nope. I. Okay, you put <laughs> me in an awkward position, sir. I have to defend a Nicolas Cage line. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, man.
1: Uh, honestly, I love City of Angels. City of Angels is probably one of my favorite. Like romantic, like drama right? movies, yes. and it's
0: so fucking heartbreaking. Um, yes, very. So here's here's the thing that, that bugs me about that. He's literally an angel on Earth. Like he's he's just chose to like he's down on Earth. He hasn't chose to stay yet, but he's there. And so all these experiences are new to him. And um, is it Oliver Platt? Is that the other angel? Who's I believe who's so, the- if I
1: remember correctly. Yeah.
0: I think it's Oliver Platt later on when you see him out in the, in the ocean. And he's like, just feel that, feel the power of that, you know, and he's just in awe of God's creation, but in order to be in awe of it, they have to forsake being in heaven, which honestly I've debated this with a few people. If you're up in heaven and that's what, you know, all the time. And you see this other creation that God has made, you kind of like, I kind of want to experience it, good, bad, whatever. So, I'll defend the shit out of this one because he is so fascinated and enamored by her that he wants to know everything. So when she's like, "You don't know what a pear tastes like," and she also, I don't believe she knows that he's an angel at this point. No. Um, yeah.
1: So honestly, that's what love is. You want yeah, that knowledge.
0: It, it, it's that whole thing where he's like, "I, I don't know what it tastes like to you. Tell me. Like, walk me through this." Yep. And. I thought that that was a really sweet moment. I'm a you know, fuck fuck you, Buzzfeed on this one. Thank you for the list, by the way. But fuck whoever it, uh, submitted this one. This one's wrong. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. This one's wrong.
1: Well, the ne- next one I, I'm gonna say is wrong too, because honestly, I really love this line. It's almost like it could be a motto in life. Okay. This line comes from Suicide Squad from Harley Quinn.
0: All the right. original
1: Suicide Squad, not James Gunn's, but David Ayers.
0: Okay, David Ayers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Harley says, normal is a setting on the dryer.
0: You know what? And it, that's such a Harley Quinn line. And I'll, I'm with you on that one. That's bullshit. Um, 100%. If I go over to my dryer right now, I can take a picture of that normal button and show it to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that it's, it's a, uh, I think it's on our washer, actually. It's a wash setting. But nonetheless, that's, that's not cringy. I don't think it's a cringy line.
1: Why be normal? That's what yeah. I've said for years.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: The next line you've already said, actually. (laughs) The
0: The X-Men line.
1: The X-Men line, yes.
0: It's so fucking dumb because you're like, oh, shit. It's right after Ray Park, who played Darth Maul. And the next big thing that he played was Toad in the X-Men film when they launched the franchise. Um, This is what gave us Hugh Jackman for the first time. And, uh, you know, pretty much everybody who played in that one. So Famke Jansen and all that stuff. So... Halle Berry is playing Storm, perfectly cast. And Toad just finished beating the shit out of her and knocks her down like an elevator shaft. And he makes a dramatic, like, you know, exit. Then she comes lifting up, eyes all white, lightning going like crazy. And she's blowing like a hurricane. And he wraps his tongue around a pole, which is his mutant power. You know, he's got this tongue that lashes out. And he attaches to this pole, and she goes very coldly. Do you know what happens to toads when they're struck by lightning? And I'm like, no, what fucking happens? This is outstanding. What's going on? She goes, the same thing as everything else. What the, the fuck? And then she proceeded to blow them into the bay, like into, yeah. uh, you know, by by the Statue of Liberty. Uh, it's it's just a, such a letdown for such a badass scene.
1: And, and the way you put that, I'm going to have to say phrasing.
0: For, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was. Uh, That one, that was probably um, the most cringeworthy of all of the X-Men series.
1: Uh, Here's another uh, cringy superhero one. Oh, good. This one comes from Spider-Man 3.
0: Uh, (laughs) This has got to be fucking emo, Toby. Yep.
1: I guess he just got done dancing. And Peter puts on a performance at MJ's work, snaps his fingers and says, now dig on this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so fucking bad. There's, um, if you ever get a chance and and for our listeners out there, YouTube, um, I want to say he's like a first grader or second grader or something like that. Um, just type in elementary school, Toby McGuire dance, and they do a side by side and the kid steals every fucking move from toby Maguire as he's going down the street from the rolling of the hands over one another <laughs> to the to the fucking finger guns <laughs> every every fucking thing and everybody at the school is just cheering him on and has no idea which just goes to show <laughs> emo emo peter parker was meant for children not meant for us comic book fans to watch and be like yeah that was awesome that <laughs> was the worst representation of not only venom but uh, <laughs> how Venom was corrupting Peter Barker. Up
1: next is Jupiter Ascending.
0: This had so much potential and it was one of the, I think we've talked about this before, being one of those, uh, those new IPs or an original yeah. IP. And uh, it just missed the mark for whatever reason.
1: If I remember correctly, I think this was uh, Dien uh what the fuck movie moment. <laughs> Probably the squeak from basketball. This was his what the fuck movie moment. Nice. The whole movie. But this line probably helps the situation too. This is when Jupiter's talking to k mm-hmm. or Kane or whatever the hell Channing Tatum was called in this movie. He says, Your Majesty, I have more in common with a dog than I have with you. She says, I love dogs. I've always loved dogs.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very weird because you're like, ew.
1: Yeah, He's,
0: yeah, it's very ew kind of fucking moment. That's uh, that's a very accurate cringeworthy moment.
1: And next up is another entry from Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh
0: God, lay it on me.
1: The line is, "I'm Fifty Shades of Fucked Up." So should have been on the poster.
0: Short... Yeah, <laughs> this movie's Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Honestly, if they really wanted to do a solid version of it, they should have done like HBO Max, but you know and do a tv ma version of it
1: yeah just do a full Uh, tv series on it
0: like i heard it was it was pretty intense as far as the book's concerned um but i it just cracks me up because there were so many men poor men that got drugged to go see that fucking oh yeah with their their women
1: there's been off and on the last couple years where i've been thinking about busting out 50 shades of gray for the why but i uh, i love you guys too much to put you guys through that kind of crap (laughs) that's funny i love that but um, next up is one I'm going to defend because I love this fucking movie. Okay. It's a line from Perks of Being a Wallflower.
0: Okay, this is a great film.
1: Yeah, the line is when Sam says, Welcome to the Island of Misfit Toys. That mm-hmm. line is perfect.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. Listen, if you grew up on the um, uh, on the the kind of claymation, um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer type, Show, I mean that's exactly what it is Rudolph and the Island of the Misf- Misfit toys that's that's the whole point is it's okay to be kind of weird and that's the whole point of that fucking movie
1: Well there's something interesting here too like most of these entries mm-hmm. whoever submitted them usually has some kind of reason this one has no reason so why has it been on this list?
0: I don't maybe they didn't understand it
1: And I'm going to ask this to you, Jace Minsko. That's his username for Pinterest and Facebook. J-A-S-M-I-N-X-O. Calling you out, dude. Or ma'am. Ming so. Yeah.
0: That's I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I I, I honestly I think if we were to speak to him, it would be one of those things, or her or yeah. D, they them, whatever. Um, I I'd be willing to bet you that when they made that comment, they had no idea what that referenced.
1: Yeah, more likely too young to realize what the line is.
0: Yeah, because it's such, I mean, it, it, it's honestly such a great, and it, it's also apropos to the characters in the film that they would know a line from something like that. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: next yeah. up is a line from Kingsman, The Secret Service. It's when Princess Hildy says, if you save the world, we can do it in the asshole. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I fucking completely forgot about that. How did I remember the X-Men one, but not this one? I love the Kingsman series. Oh, they're amazing. Um, They're they're fantastic. And I know that they try to do some weird shit with some of their villains and stuff like that. But God, that's, oh my God, that's so true. That's (laughs) such a weird fucking line.
1: The weirder, a line from Troll 2.
0: Oh, is this the, is this the line where it's like, no, that was Leprechaun. Wait, no, maybe it was Troll. Yeah, it was Troll. Is it the one where the guy's like, he ate them, now they're going to eat me.
1: Kind of. Okay. They're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. <laughs>
0: oh, my ah, God. Oh, my God. It is such a fucking weird. That one tops more lists of fucking cringy movie moments than just about any other i think you've probably seen the other one that counterparts with it which is the the guy who's like hey brad it's garbage day or something like that And yeah. he shoots the fuck out of his neighbor it always goes hand in hand with that one and it <laughs> that's 100 a movie that tried to be serious i want to say it's like late 80s early 90s and it's just fucking terrible and that when it it's all these trolls gathered around on the ground and, and there's her corpse basically wrapped up in like moss. It looks like, and they're just eating her insides. Um, it doesn't look like inside, it looks like sludge or something else. And that's when he, he's just standing at the bottom of the stairs. He's like, Oh my God. He's like the line you just dropped. They're eating her. Then they're going to eat me. Oh my God. And it like zooms in on his face. And I'm like, who seriously meant to do this? So yeah, it's, that's a fucking terrible one.
1: Uh, here's another entry from Jennifer's Body. Okay. Uh, Jennifer's friend Needy says, I'm not jealous. And then Jennifer says, you're totally jello. You're lime green jello and you can't even admit it to yourself.
0: Ew, that's 100% somebody trying to be hipster fucking cool and completely fucking missed the mark.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, Diablo. Love your work most of the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I agree. Don't get me wrong. I I think she's very innovative and creative. But yeah, that's a fucking terrible line.
1: Yeah. um, And now another one from Twilight. But this time, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2.
0: Ooh, getting towards the end of the series and the writing didn't get any
1: better. And this is a conversation between Jacob and Bella. Jacob says, from the beginning, it was Nessie who wanted me there. Nessie, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster?
0: Now... Far be it for me to defend this. But do you know what the name of that fucking kid was?
1: It was Nessie or something, right?
0: It was Renezme.
1: Oh yeah, it's some weird fucked up name. Yeah.
0: So it was a it was a combination, literally, <laughs> the start <laughs> and finish of Bella's mother's name and the start and finish of Edward's vampire mother's name. And they just smashed them together. I wanted to honor them both. Renezme. Now, as a dad who has, <laughs> has a child, and we try to incorporate her her papa, her grandfather's <laughs> name somehow in there, but the we couldn't really feminize Robert, uh, and we couldn't or Anderson, so we took Leroy and flipped it around and made it Yorel. Um, so I understand some weirdness on the names, but usually when I tell people, they go, oh, that's sweet. This, not one of those moments. <laughs> really Definitely.
1: Weird.
0: It's that's almost all weird the animatronic doll that was initially going to play Renesmee. If you want to see something that will frighten that just haunt your nightmares, uh, that look that up. Look up the animatronic doll from from Twilight. And even the actors are like, what the fuck is this thing? Yeah.
1: Next up is a line from four weddings and a funeral. Okay. And the line is, is it still raining? I hadn't noticed.
0: I see. Again, I think that's one of those weird contextual sort of things. Because in the midst of somebody's grief or something like that, that could be somebody going, well, obviously it's fucking raining dummy. You can see it just dumping rain on everybody. And it's probably pissing buckets because, you know, it it is what it is. But it could be in the middle of somebody's grief or somebody confessing their love and i'd see i'd have to i haven't i don't remember watching that movie so i'd have to go back and see it in context out of context that is a fucking odd one especially if there's rain but that sounds like another one of those which it was just taken out of out of the context of it they like they didn't grasp what the what the character was trying to put out there which was, I'm so caught up in this moment that I I really wasn't aware that it was raining. I'm so focused on you or my pain or whatever it might be. Yeah.
1: Well, the next one up comes from the username German Canadian. And I'm using the name because this is one that's kind of stupid because there's no explanation why they didn't like this
0: line. Is this Ryan Reynolds?
1: No. (laughs) Um, But the movie is The Avengers.
0: Yeah back the fuck up
1: yeah and the line is between cap and iron man cap says stark we need a plan of attack iron man says i have a plan attack that's a good line
0: it's a great line because it's a very tony stark arrogant line exactly Uh, i think somebody just missed the mark on i mean i I get how it could be a fucking weird line but no stupid german canadians yeah that was that was silly
1: yeah The next one makes up for this that line because it comes from the Brothers Bloom when Penelope lets Bloom know exactly how she feels. And I'm going to hopefully hit this line correctly the first time around and not have to edit around. So here we go. I think you're constipated in your fucking soul. I think you might have a really big load of grumpy, petrified, poop up your
0: soul's ass. Grumpy petrified now if she had said like a grumpy petrified lump of shit you know like up your ass or something like that like that would make sense i guess yeah but again maybe it's a character see that's mm, it's a weird one one. that's a tough one it sounds again it sounds like something that might have been taken out of context
1: okay here's one
0: it it could be the fucking delivery of the actors i could be completely wrong on this one
1: yeah, some of these I may have to dig up on YouTube and throw them up on our Facebook or something just to let people Yeah, and add know. a little,
0: like, no, I'm sorry, this was 100% cringy, you're right.
1: Well, that <laughs> one was another one where it gave no explanation, and this is another one that gives no explanation. This comes from Ellie99, so you need to check your daughter's uh, internet history, and she may
0: fucking yell at that kid. She's really good with words, too.
1: Yeah, because this one comes from Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith.
0: Ooh, now... Hold on this this might okay go ahead go ahead what is it?
1: Love won't save you, Padme. Only my new powers can do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get that. It it, it really didn't need a whole lot of explanation. Again, they're they're smashing Hayden for this shit, and I feel bad for it because he has progressed. He's gotten better. I, there are things that I've liked him in. Um, this. Sorry, George. This could just be a, a victim of, of poor writing, but it's that whole, I think it's that moment on Mustafar where she's like, Anakin, I love you. And he's like, love won't save you. Only my yeah. new powers can. Because he's firmly convinced that she's going to, something <laughs> bad is going to happen to her.
1: Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think that's exactly it.
0: Yeah, and so he's he's gone to Palpatine, aka uh, you know, Darth Sidious to learn and unlock the secrets of how to obtain immortality through the dark side. So I I think the, the context to it is accurate. I think the writing just kind of fucking betrayed him. Now he did have a very deadpan way of dropping those lines. So that could very well be it too. It does, it does sound kind of coarse like sand. I hate sand. So, anyway, <laughs> go ahead.
1: Uh, next one uh, comes from Geely. Oof.
0: This one's going to be tough because we understand <laughs> we understand how bad Geely has been received, how poorly it's been received. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's kind of beloved to us as well. So,
1: yeah, this is Ricky uh, trying to talk dirty. It's turkey time. Gobble, gobble
0: yeah okay and i'm gonna fucking backpedal right now because for some reason as soon as i pictured the two of them my my head went like i went to jersey girl for some reason yeah and i was like man i gotta defend no i don't i don't have to defend anybody this movie was a fucking trash can uh (laughs) yeah that's oh god that's fucking creepy and that's affleck too isn't
1: it uh no it's uh j-lo talking to affleck
0: she's the one that delivers that line
1: yeah he's geely
0: yeah. Oh, my God. For whatever reason, I thought it was him delivering that line. And then, nope. don't get me wrong. I mean, given given his characters, you know, uh, and like mall rats and everything like that, that would make sense. But she delivered that line? Yeah. Holy fucking Christ.
1: Hey, I mean, we're down to the final two.
0: All right, let's have them.
1: This one comes from Speed. What? Yeah. Dennis Hopper says... I'm a guy with a plan. Cause I'm smart. I'm smarter than you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well I'm taller. So I guess that's about when he's getting hit or whatever. Never really seen speed.
0: Okay. I'm going to call bullshit on this one as well, because this is right along the era of cheesy fucking nineties lines and stuff like that. Um, you know, just because, uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones delivered the, I don't care line to Harrison Ford. when he's like, I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Um, it, it's a cheesy one-liner, but it worked. It worked in oh, yeah, Schwarzenegger, fucking Stallone. Everybody was full of these fucking things. This is literally when they're at the, towards the end, when they're on the uh, subway and they're duking it out on top of the uh, Metrolink that, that runs underneath LA and it's, he's got it locked in. It's going to go fucking barreling into shit. And then there's a bomb on there. And the two of them are fighting on top of this fucking Metro link. And of course the ceiling level is really low. And Dennis Hopper even makes a joke because he ducks just in time before he gets hit in one of them. And so as they're duking it out, he's kind of choking down on Keanu and Keanu, he says to him, he goes, ah, oh, you know, I'm a guy with a plan and all that stuff. I'm smarter than you. And that Keanu looks up and sees one of those, overheard like overhangs coming and he presses upwards and it knocks Dennis Hopper's head off his shoulders. And that's when he goes, Yeah, well, I'm tall. So I guess that can Yeah. yeah so that I'm calling bullshit on that one.
1: Yeah. Also, spoiler alert on that whole diatribe. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I haven't seen it. I
0: think we might be like three decades too late for that one. No, yeah, whatever.
1: Well, anyway, time for the finale. Um, the list was longer than I thought it was going to be. So there's some that we missed. It's really just a bunch of streaming stuff. Okay. But this this line right here is probably the best way to wrap this whole thing up. Okay. It's from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> of course it is. Anastasia asks, are you going to make love with me now? Christian replies, two things. First, I don't make love. I fuck hard. That's it.
0: This sounds like it's a line right out of the book that just doesn't translate well. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, listen, as as the, and I'll sell her up the river on this one. I'll give a shit as the father-in-law of somebody who reads these dirty, trashy romance novels. The verbiage in these books is unfucking fucking believable. Um, worse than anything. So it, it just cracks me up. It just fucking cracks me up. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me one bit. And the fact that uh, Dakota is Dakota Johnson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dakota Johnson and uh, whoever's playing Dorian Gray. I can't think of the actor's name.
1: Well, initially it was supposed to see Charlie Hatton from Sons of Anarchy, but he backed out because of anxiety. I think he got anxiety from reading that script going, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, 100
0: fucking percent he got anxiety from reading that script. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one of those things where... See, I, I think the difficult thing in this is Dakota Johnson has a, she's a very strong personality, much like her parents, um, very, very strong and outspoken personality. So for her to play submissive in this part, it's hard for me to buy into. And I haven't even seen the film. Um, she, she just has, she has this just powerful woman look about her um like she doesn't take any shit and like if you try to like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna choke you a little bit she you'd have to ask permission first which would negate the whole (laughs) choking thing like you'd you'd be afraid that she might snap your fucking arm if you touched her neck or something like that so seeing her in in a role where she has to play this naive submissive uh you know but sexually explorative female it it never really, it never really jived with me. I think if Charlie Hunnam had been in this film, because he's such a physical, you know, figure, like he's such an imposing figure, um, you know, coming fresh off Sons of Anarchy, yeah, then you could have bought it, because he looks like he just, even with her strong will, he's like you don't even know what I've done, and I, I think you could have bought into that one a little bit more. But seeing sure. Dwayne Gray, just the fact that he's a upscale professional billionaire kind of guy and has that look to him he just it just it comes across i think more as arrogant than it does uh i'm a dominant male you know sort of thing so it's kind
1: of funny like before those movies like i think even before the second movie came out it was pretty much a given like these movies are going to bomb the whole 50 shades thing is done
0: yeah it's you know i don't know It, it it uh it it was very much a niche audience um I, I don't think it was one of those things where they they try to tout it as like a date movie where oh you know you can you can take your this is the book you've read ladies and you can take your husband to go see it and oh my god is it gonna be steamy and this and that no no uh i i think nine times out of ten sexy sex scenes like that that are meant to be that way in films like eyes wide shut and stuff like that they they kind of make you uncomfortable. Oh, sitting, yeah. I think it was on Jimmy them.
1: Kimmel. Uh, they, he did like a PSA with some porn actresses where they basically said like, ladies, if you are eagerly anticipating seeing Fifty Shades of Grey or reading the book or anything, but you still like thumb your nose at porn, you're a hypocrite.
0: Yes, that's <laughs> exactly it. Uh, like I said, man, some of these, you know, some of these, uh, they, they joke about it in the uh, The Lost City that we, that we referenced yes. earlier. They joke about that where he's like, you know, what about uh, quivering or what about, uh, you know, all this other stuff? She's like, no, 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 no. You're rushing far too, too, too fast into quivering. And, you know, <laughs> it's all that verbiage that goes along with these really graphic erotic novels that are kind of catered to uh, the ladies and stuff like that. And I think, and, and I could be wrong, ladies, you can smash me on this one if you need to, But I feel like the books that are written to cater to women's fantasies, these Fabio laden romance novels with tons of tons of sex, I think they leave people believing that because you're reading them in a book with no pictures and it leaves it up to your imagination, that somehow that makes it less muddy than than a hustler. It's really all it is, is it's an audio versus a visual (laughs) kind of thing, you know,
1: that's sitting right on the head and honestly that's way too much talking about 50 shades of gray that i ever wanted to do on nowhere california
0: well then we'll put a fucking kibosh to that right now
1: yeah because uh, unfortunately i th- have a feeling we could probably talk about it for another like 40 or something minutes but oh
0: if not and you want to shift gears we could bash the fuck out of the twilight series if you want to
1: yeah well <laughs> i think it's just time to wrap it up because unfortunately i gotta go to sleep
0: I agree, man. You got to get some rest. And uh, hey, listeners, if there's anybody out there that has some other cringeworthy moments and you want to send them to us, feel free to hit us up on our Facebook page in Nowhere California um, and uh, Nowhere California at Yahoo.com. Uh, fire that stuff out there to us and and uh, let us know if, if there's something that we missed on here that you guys are like this is a glaring error you should have read this one yeah so, you heard uh,
1: the bumper at the beginning with all of our information Nick just gave it to you so let us know what cringeworthy crap you may have missed or you want to reemphasize like oh yeah that was horrible
0: <laughs> or if you want to defend the shit out of Fifty Shades of Grey feel free oh, please do <laughs> feel free I, I, I need to laugh to debate this at some point <laughs> <laughs> that being said we thank you so much for listening to us here in nowhere california this has been nick
1: and this has been josh and as always be excellent, be excellent to, to each other, other. oh shit that yes. ah, fucking zoom we'll leave it at that <laughs>